There used to be a great tower alone on the sea. You became the light in the dark side of me. Love remained the drug that's the high, not the pew. But did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine kept me see? Hello and Baby. welcome to the What the What podcast. I am Eric Creech, yep, yep, yep. the co-creator of this podcast and yep. joining me today. Yep. Now that he's been told that he has a serious impulse problem, could be your other co-creator, the boy wonder himself, Kyle Whitley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashby is not with Ashby's us this week. Today. Uh, she will not be with us. She is... On you know, she's on assignment. You know, sometimes you watch the news mm-hmm. and, you know, so-and-so is not joining us. They're on assignment. Well, Ashby's on assignment tonight. Is she coming back next week? I think she's coming back next week. Right. Uh, she's definitely coming back in two weeks because that, that uh, episode was her idea. Okay. And she'll be back in three weeks for the Avengers. I think she said that she was available next Thursday. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, either way. She either doesn't way. like Batman. So I feel like that's why she's not here today. I think it's the Batman thing and not the fact that, you know... Work. She, she's just, yeah, work, or she's just got tired of carrying the show for two weeks in a row. That's true. Needed a week vacation. Let us do what we do. So, yeah. yeah. Cool deal. Well, let me jump in over here. All right. Welcome to the What the What podcast, where we are exploring all things pop culture, whether you're a dark knight or a two-faced homicidal maniac. Yes. Please subscribe to us on the Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or whatever you get your podcasts. And, of course, rate and review us. Five stars only. Five stars which is two and a half more than today's movie is rated on IMDb. That's a great fact. That's rough. <laughs> you like that little tidbit? That's it a great there. fact. Trying to find a way there. to tie that in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's rough. You know, five stars is half of what, you know, twice as much as this movie is rated. So. Yes. Also, please follow us on the Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at What The What Media. Oh, one word. Oh, yeah, you know. And find us on Twitter at WTW underscore media, which is only for What The What fans. Yes, I'm assuming all those are only what the what fans. Oh, could be. So, yeah, why not? And we could always use a little more, so please invite your friends to like, share, and subscribe so they can become our friends. Yay. Last week on this podcast, we discussed a brand that defined our childhood in both the literary and television worlds. That is Goosebumps, and we shared our favorite episodes of that TV show. On today's episode, we are diving deep. Deep dive. You didn't read it. Sorry, I you can't see. You didn't read it. It says, we are diving deep, Kyle. I like deep dive. Better. Yeah, but it's not grammatically correct. Nobody cares. They're I not, care. They're not Ashby in. cares. They're not tuning in for, for gramma- grammar. I'm, t- I'm tuning, tuning in for tuning in for the pop culture. We are diving deep into the 1995 film Batman Forever. Here is your requisite spoiler warning for today's episode. While Batman Forever is our primary focus... We may be discussing any and all things related to the Batman franchise, including the comic series, the animated and live-action television series, any of the theatrical live-action releases, and all things in between, possibly taking into account the entire history of the caped crusader from the moment he and his parents walked into that alley behind the theater on that fateful night to the present day. So, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Jumping in. To some basic information about this movie, it was released in the United States on June 16th, 1995, directed by Joel Schumacher, not Tim Burton, nope. uh, although Tim Burton does get a producer's credit and a writer's credit as well. Uh, it stars Val Kilmer, yep. not Michael Keaton, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, Nicole Kidman, and Chris O'Donnell. Had a $100 million budget and made 306 
excuse me, $336 million at the box office. $30 million. I will never. And this was a sequel to the 1992 film Batman Returns and would regrettably be followed up by Batman and Robin in 1997. Now, we did this two weeks ago when we did Captain America the First Avenger. Yes. But we made Ashby do this, where she was going to recap the movie in 120 seconds. Well, today... I put 121 seconds because this is a 121-minute movie. So I'm thinking oh, that's good. a second per minute, minute of the movie. Of the movie. Um, but Ashby's not here. Nope. We can't make the new girl do you know what we want here. I mean, we can't say, hey, you're the newbie. you got to recap the movie. And oh, that rhymed. That was good. Do what? Let the newbie recap the movie. I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm coming up with all these great mm-hmm. things today. Um, we can't do that now. Nope. And me and you both have seniority here. We, we yep. can't say, well, I've been here longer. We've both been here the equal amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not pulling Ricky up out of his chair. To, you know, He's watching the History Channel right now. He's engrossed in something. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that. He's so, learning. In, two-faced. Dude. In true fashion that Harvey Dent, you know, one of the villains of this movie would do, he would flip a coin. Mm-hmm. Now, our coin is just your run-of-the-mill quarter. Yes, you know, you but got, it works in all veins. got heads, and then you got uh, looks like a Georgia peach on the other side. Mm, okay, it's a collector's one. So we're gonna flip a coin, and we're gonna see who has to recap this movie in the next 121 seconds. I'm hoping it's me. I'm hoping it's you too, because I didn't excited. come didn't come prepared. So, um, Kyle, will let you call it in the air. He would call heads. He would call heads. So you're gonna call heads now. Oh wait. Well, his is double sided, but one scratched. That's true. He likes it to land on the scratched. I think. Well, the scratch means he can kill people. Okay, scratch. Then. All right, so you're going to go the Thank Georgia you. Peach. Yeah. Cool deal. All right, so here we go. It landed on heads, which means I've got to recap no, the movie. If you would have had it, you would have flipped it over because that's what he does. Oh, that so I've got to catch it is what you're saying. So that, he would have done that. So that's a, mi- that's a missed flip. And that would have been tails. So that would have meant that So I, I need to flip it again is what you're saying. I don't know. It depends on if you land on heads or not. <laughs> Let's do this <laughs> Aha, the peach. Aha, the peach. So you get to recap this movie. <laughs> yes, I do. In 121 seconds. Let me get the timer up. Hold on. I got to take this mask off to do it. For those listening on the episode, I've been wearing a Batman mask. But now, in order to do this, I went true Ashby Brain uh, action here, or form. I typed up a, uh, a nice thing here. I tried to talk really fast at work, but I don't know if I'm going to beat 121 seconds. I'm going to come close. All right, that's the timer. That's what it's going to sound like whenever it goes off. You have to turn. You got dark mode on, so I'm going to have to make sure I can see it. Do I have dark mode up? All right, here we go. On your mark, get set, go. Batman, he's back. But wait, that's not Beetlejuice. That's Doc Iceman Holiday. This time, he is Gotham City's Huckleberry, and he's going back crazy. <laughs> it starts off with Tommy Two-Leaf-Faced Jones stealing a safe from a bank, letting us know that who the big bad is in town now, the Joker Catwoman and the Penguin are taken care of. We're going, we get introduced to Edward Nigma, a researcher at Wayne Enterprises who idolizes Bruce Wayne, who develops a device who can beam television to a person's brain. Bruce offers Nigma to come up and schematics, blah, 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 and talk to his secretary. However, Nigma wants an answer now, and Bruce rejects the dumb and possibly even dumber invention, believing it to be too close to mind manipulation. Old Edward is tired of Bruce talking out of his butt and decides to continue on with his project. That is when his supervisor finds him, and he kills him and makes it like a suicide. He then quits the next day and starts sending old Brucey boy riddles all with a criminal mastermind to become the Riddler. Oh, somebody stop me. At that some point, or at some point, Chase Meridian, played by Nicole Kidman, shows up, and she's a cop psychologist who's obsessed with Batman. Don't believe me? Batman responds to the bat signal on the roof, expecting to see old Commissioner Gordon, but surprise, surprise, Dr. Meridian standing there in her underwear. Turns One out minute that, left. 
Oh, crap. Turns out the only thing Batman is more afraid of than bats is scantily clad women as he turns and jumps off the roof. With that freshness in mind, Bruce invites him to see the circus. They take him to the Flying Graysons. Uh, Two-Face shows up to try to kill Robin, or it kills the family with a bomb, and uh, Batman stands up in the most un-Batman thing and says, It's me, Harvey, I'm Batman. Thankfully, nobody heard him. Chase Meridian standing beside him doesn't have a clue. Uh, cut to the next scene. Headline to read, Billionaire Bruce Wayne adopts 35-year-old orphan boy. The fellow Dick Grayson is strong-headed and doesn't like to, what... Staying with Bruce. He's a scrapeful and calls Alfred Al. Man, that hurts. 30 seconds. He slips and ends up discovering the Batcave. Turns out Bruce is Batman surprised. He decides to the Batman cruise around, doesn't worry from Batman to the rescue. Argument, argument. Oh man, I should be a superhero too. I call myself Robin because that's what these 20 seconds. Me. I have the 60s Batman and Robin stuff tights in my drawer. Uh, crap, this is hard. Brains are sucked <laughs> out. Uh, families taking over. Bruce Wayne, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the Riddlers. The Bat Bruce, Batman, bam, partners, sidekicks now. Heading over to Bruce and Batman's lair, claw, and they're going to feed him. Yeah, death, revenge. Two-Face dies because he chases after his coin. They first show Arkham Asylum for the first time, and that's a kiss from the rose on the grave, friends, because his partner is now, they're going to fight crime. That was pretty close. You, you had to cut a lot out at the end for some, I think. But, I did. Uh, but uh, that was pretty close. You know what's crazy is Ashby had like four pages. Yeah, and she that. somehow got it all That was like one and three quarters there. So that that's in, that's insane to me. Good job. I don't think I have focus. Good job. Let me turn this turn this. I think that's my issue. Is I don't have focus. You don't have focus. I, I thought. Hey, you were hilarious though. I you, can you read. Have, you have hilarity. I can read. But you don't I have focus, focus, but you have hilarity for sure. Yes. So, um, all right. So, first off, okay. General thoughts. Don't look at my page. General thoughts. General thoughts. Yes. Go. Uh, bat nipples. That was the fourth movie. That wasn't even this movie. No, it is this movie. Is it this movie? Yeah, it is. It starts I thought with it, Joe Schumacher. Yeah, but Joe Schumacher did the nah, second movie. Go look at it. I know he did the second one. Yeah. I don't. I can't say 100% Batman has them. Robin has them in this movie. Though. Okay, fair enough. I did go back fair and enough. watch to check because later in the movie they change costumes. And Batman definitely doesn't because he has a bigger bat symbol. Mm-hmm. But Robin has them. Fair enough. So they started here. So that's your general thought. Well, I feel like anytime you bring these movies up, that's what's the f- one of the main things that's brought up is... For some reason, these suits needed to have nipples on them. Uh, I won't go into too crazy of a detail, but I know he said that he wanted them to look like Greek god statues. So uh, whenever he decided on the look, that was Drew Schumacher's. Uh, that was his decision. Okay. It wasn't somebody else's decision. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, though. I enjoyed it, especially as a kid. I know this one and Batman and Robin are not seen as great Batman movies. They're like, you know, the worst of the family where everybody tries to ignore them and, you know, they're horrible. Uh, but honestly, I was eight when this came out. So you were mm-hmm. eight or nine when I this came nine, out. I was nine, yeah. And so for me, this was probably one of the first Batman movies. I know I saw Batman Returns because my cousin Lewis had the video game. And so I remember us knowing like, oh, this is straight up out of the movie. So I know I at least saw that. So more likely I saw the original Batman as well with Michael Keaton, like the first one. But... This is the only Batman movie I had on a VHS for my entire, like, I guess, whole childhood. Like, I didn't grow up and get more. So, mm-hmm. um, I didn't get Batman and Robin after this one, but I did have Batman Forever. So, I probably watched this one more than any other Batman movie in my life, if I had to say that. Um, but I enjoyed it, and I loved the toys that came out with this. I remember having the layer. It was like a three-piece layer. Like, there was a section for the Batmobile, a section that was kind of like in the middle, like a trap area, and there was a whole other section that was up top. And you would, like... Attach your a figure to like a rope that would slide all the way down to the bottom layer. But right. um, I don't know. It was it's cheesy. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like first and second one are very much more dark. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very Tim Burtony because that's who directed that's, them. That's what Tim Burton does. And, yeah. And I think you could have had something great with that, but McDonald's said, "Hey, we can't be selling kids' toys at McDonald's for 
things that happen as they happen in Batman Returns. Right. I'll be honest, there's a lot of things in Batman Returns I didn't remember until I've gone back and watched them now as an adult. And I'm like, oh, wow. I'm glad that like I did not catch that as a kid. But uh, Batman Forever, I mean, it is what it is. Whoa, my voice just picked up a whole lot. Yeah. Maybe we'll stay there. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoy it, and I went back, and I feel like we've talked a couple times before about nostalgia goggles, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is definitely one of those. Yeah. But knowing I, I saw it as a kid, I was very much into it. This is, you know, I, I, re- I think I remember seeing the original 1989 Batman movie when I was younger. I don't have a great memory of it, but mm-hmm. I feel like I had seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I saw this one. This is yeah. the one, I saw this in theaters. Um, I had the VHS. Um, I, I loved this movie. You know, I mean, I, I just, you know, it was a simple movie for a kid and um, it appealed to me as a kid. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Nostalgia Goggles everything. I have fond memories of this movie. Yeah. It's, you know, I know you mentioned that this one and, the, and Batman and Robin get a lot of flack. I understand Batman and Robin getting a lot of flack mm-hmm. because even as a kid, I hated that one. Um, well, you can go back now and see Batman and Robin and you see how much more it was commercialized. Right. Where it's like Mighty Ducks is big right now. Ice skating. Kids are going to rollerblade on the weekends. Let's make our characters be able to do that. Like Batman and Robin have some rollerblades on their feet now. Yep. But I don't know. But um, but with this one, you know, I I enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I still enjoy it now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not I don't enjoy it the same way. Sure. That, but I still, uh, you know, going back and rewatching it, um, I went in with the expectation knowing it's not going to be like the Batman films that I love mm-hmm. now, like Dark Knight, Dark sure. Knight Rises. Um, but I enjoyed this more than I more than Batman v Superman that came out a couple of years ago. I could see that. I mean, just. Like, just in pure enjoyment. It, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, I'm not someone, I know you're a big comic book guy, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I dabble. But uh, I'm not someone who has to have, like, it be completely true to the comic necessarily sure. or tr- true to the source material as long as, you know, especially with, like, Batman. Like, because mm-hmm. Batman has had so many iterations over the past 80 years you know, comics, he's had his own little campy TV show, he's had animated series, he's had live action films, um, you know, so many, you know, depending on when you grew up, that's the Batman you're familiar with, um, it, you know, it's not necessarily the source material is, mm-hmm. you know, the thing, like with the Avengers and stuff, yeah, I had a little bit of base knowledge, but the, like the Avenger films, that was my f- real first kind of entry into it, I knew who they were, but in terms of storylines and intros and origin stories or whatever my first mm-hmm. real experience with it wasn't comic books or you know television shows necessarily it was the films themselves so that's what I identify with this movie here was one of my first real you know iterations with Batman aside from the animated series mm-hmm. so that's what I kind of identified with and you know I don't need it to be super you know like reflective of the source material does that make sense it does and I feel like too we're in the time period now that's different yeah. Than when we were younger, because because of Marvel and all that's come out, and even they like stray somewhat from the stories, you know, in the comics. But back then, Joe Schumacher didn't read comics. Tim Burton even admitted he didn't really care for the comics, so he didn't read comics. So like they made movies on their own. They had a general idea of what was going on, um, but still, like, uh, I feel like it didn't bother me as a child. I was I didn't know the comics as hey, a kid. Hey Ashby, I didn't know the comics as a kid, so I didn't know one way or the other. As far as I knew, a lot of the stuff that I grew up knowing about comic book characters, especially Batman, was either Batman the Animated Series Mm -hmm. or these. And honestly, a lot of it's kind of here and there with some of the movie stuff. I was listening to a podcast earlier today. um, I remember from hearing it years ago, but Kevin Smith and uh, somebody else did a live watch-along. 
and I don't can't necessarily recommend it since we're a family show, but he was talking about in the beginning, of course, Kevin Smith being a giant comic book, especially Batman um, follower and fan. He was talking about the beginning of this movie. A lot of the characteristics and things are much more to the comics than, say, Batman or Batman Returns, and right. how it starts off, how some of the characters are, some of the things Batman does. Like a lot of it's very much Batman, like from the comics. It gets a little crazier later later down the road in the movie, uh, but overall, you know, even with that, you know, I, I think it's cool. I, I'm I'm a fi- like I keep stuttering to it, but like the new Batman they're about to come out with with Robert Pattinson, I feel like they've mentioned that being an original story too. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily going to follow. I'm sure it'll have hints and different things here and there. Right. But something I'm fine with the new story. Like it I'm doesn't have to unless you're <laughs> like Marvel who announces like. <coughs> This is Civil War. Right. Or this is this. Like then you kind of expect it. Okay. Well, it needs to kind of somewhat follow this storyline, which is awesome and it works for them. Right. It gives them a guideline. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> with Batman, and this is going to going off the rails a little bit, you know, away from the movie uh, that we're talking about. But you know, there's been so many new iterations of Batman. I feel like I know which you know Christian Bale, um, his version that was directed by. Um, Nolan, um, I can't remember Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yep, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was a that was less a superhero movie and more of a gritty crime drama. Yeah, um, and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, these um, these two Shoemaker films are meant to kind of be campy and fun for the kids or whatever, and you know that's your target audience. The previous two Burton films were um, kind of darker, grittier than what we've seen because Adam West, the Adam West TV show. Mm-hmm kind of presented Batman in a different light. Um, you've got your animated series um, that's had some theatrical releases um, that I feel like they're probably the closest d- done to the comic um, adaptation. Um, I don't know what the um, the Snyderverse was doing with their, mm. you know, with their Ben Affleck version, which I know some people enjoy that too, and I'm just not one of them. But, you know, I'm someone who... I know, I know the story, you know. Mm. I mean, a lot of people know the story. Batman's an orphan who... Almost um, every movie has retold the story. It's every, and including in this one. Yeah, including in this one, like we get a you know some flashbacks here. Um, I'd like to see something fresh. I mean, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd, you know, we've had Robin in two films, and they were you know this one and the next one. Um, I'd like to see Nightwing at some point. I'd like to see a Batman Beyond because I know that was yep. a that was an animated um, a series um, when we were growing up. So many people have talked about it, and I would love to see it a Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton. Yeah, as Bruce Wayne. As Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, with, with Bruce, uh, Michael Keaton's age, and especially mm-hmm. with the way he portrayed the Vulture, I yeah. mean, he, he could probably pull off that version of Bruce Wayne. Now, I'd love to see a continuation of that story. Mm-hmm. That would be great. So, um, But my, my personal thoughts is I enjoyed it as a kid. I still kind of enjoyed it as mm-hmm. an adult. It's just, you know, it's not, um, not the same kind of enjoyment, but I can still put on my nostalgia gout. Goggles. I, goggles. <laughs> I, can't, I can't, can't speak. I can still put on those goggles and kind of see through why I enjoyed it. Um, Jim Carrey was a favorite. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones, um, I know him and Jim Carrey had some issues on the mo- um, on the set, but it felt like Tommy Lee Jones was like trying to outdo Jim Carrey's camp. And mm-hmm. as a kid, I loved it. And as an adult, I chuckled at it because it's like, man, that's so awful mm-hmm. and so bad, but I still kind of enjoy it the way it is. So. Well, the same way this movie, too, is the first time, really, that we get to see the detective side of Batman. Uh, right. Because he's known in the comics as the world's greatest detective. Well, a lot of this movie... It's him being detective, like him having to solve riddles and him having to do different things and stuff. You saw maybe little glances of it in the previous movies, but honestly, it was more just action in those movies. Right. 
Uh, versus this one, you see a lot more thinking from the Val Kilmer version, Bruce Wayne, right. as well as Batman. So, um, so let's move on to casting what ifs. Okay. Um, originally for Batman Forever, Tim Burton, the director of the first two Batman films, was already working on the third Batman film, which was going to be titled Batman Continues. Yes. Great name, great name. Which was going to star Michael Keaton, Michelle Pfeiffer, Billy D. Williams, Robin Williams, Rene Russo, and Marlon Wayans. But the following, but following the release of the previous film, McDonald said that Batman Returns was inappropriate for children. Mm-hmm. So Warner Brothers asked Burton to step down as director in favor of Joel Schumacher. I'm assuming Keaton and Pfeiffer are continuing their roles as, ba- as Batman and Catwoman from Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams reprising his role as Harvey Dent from the first Batman movie, mm-hmm. and he'll, he'll eventually be turned into Two-Face. Robin Williams as the Riddler, mm-hmm. Rene Russo as Dr. Chase Meridian, and Marlon Wayans as Dick Grayson slash Robin. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that rumored original cast? And I know how much you love Robin Williams, so that's why I put that in there specifically. I will start with first, is I wish Billy D. Williams still have gotten his chance. Well, he did in the Lego Batman movie. That's true. He did. But for me, I think it was important. You know, you put your time in creating a character, which honestly, sure, most people didn't have a clue that that guy becomes Two-Face like right. back then. But for the simplicity of it, like I think it had been cool for him to deserve a chance. He comes in, puts in that effort, but doesn't get the Two-Face part of it. Uh, but beyond that, uh, Robin Williams, yes, I think he could have done a great job. I'm, he's you know, my favorite of all time, but he didn't take the job because it was offered to him, but originally in the first Batman, he was offered the, he Joker. Was offered the Joker and pretty much talks were moving forward until uh, Jack Nicholson showed interest. And once he showed interest, they dropped Robin Williams. And they pretty on. much used him to try to get Nicholson as well, yeah. I've heard. And so once he did that, you know, Robin Williams was like, you know, they yeah. call him back to be Riddler and he's like, no Peace. way. Because um, you got to think at the same time, he's going through the same thing with Aladdin where all of a sudden now they want to start using him for different things. And then, you know, he had a rough go with that too where he dropped out. Uh, I think he could have done a great job, but honestly, Jim Carrey was amazing in this movie. Like for being who he is, especially at the time, but Jim Carrey, you know, being Jim Ace Carrey Ventura trained, and everything yeah. else like was happening at the, the time. Mask. Yeah, so I feel like he, he was great for this. I mean, I couldn't replace him with that. Marlon Wayans, honestly... I'm sure he could have pulled it off just as well, especially with the type of movie that they made, where it was more of a campy, like, fun type movie. There was some seriousness to it. But I feel like either way, and I mean, and I'll bring it up a little bit later possibly too, but regardless of Wayan or Chris O'Donnell, I feel like they were just both too old. Right. For me, like, you know, especially now that we've finally seen, like, Tom Holland play Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and you've got a younger actor in, and you can prove, like, yes, you can put somebody younger, age actor, into this role, and they can still do a great job. It doesn't need to be a, an older actor. Uh, and so that's my complaint. Regardless of anything else, I just feel like they were too old to be Robin, especially with the storyline they ran with where it's just taking place at the very beginning where his parents fall and die, you know, and we're supposed to believe he's some young guy that needs help. So how about you? What do you think about that cast? So um, I'm trying to look at this cast through the lens of what the Joel Schumacher film became. Okay, so like this was going to be Tim Burton's preferred cast. Mm-hmm. So assuming, I didn't think about it in that way. Assuming he would have made a third film similar to the first two films, that changes the movie completely. And there I see more of a Robin Williams role there. I can see that better. Right. Um, but in this, in the Joel Schumacher iteration of this film, what this film ended up becoming, I don't know if I can see Michael Keaton Mm-mm. doing the Val, what Val Kilmer did. I don't. I mean, I don't see where Michelle Pfeiffer fits into this movie at all now. The, she wouldn't. You know, yeah. the, she wouldn't, um, unless she's feuding with Chase Meridian. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I mean, Billy, I, I, I do want to see Billy D. Williams, you know, as Two Face. I, I mean, just for the, just for the fact for me, like this movie is supposed to be the same iteration of Batman from 1989 and the 1992 film. Um, so like, I can kind of forgive, like, okay, Val Kilmer, you know, used to be Michael Keaton and he morphed into George Clooney in the next one. I can mm-hmm. kind of forgive that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a little more noticeable when you've got, um, when you've got Billy Dee Williams and he turns into Tommy Lee Jones. They're not the same no. at all. So, um, I kind of want to see that. Um, I agree with you on the Robin criticisms. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind Marlon Wayans or Chris O'Donnell, but just pick one. But I still think they're both too old, like you said. So, and that's um, a lot from seeing it now, being older. Like right. as a kid, it didn't occur to me that he was that much older or whatever. Like so, right for the time period, sure, it probably wasn't an issue. But yeah. seeing it now, so. yeah. Uh, other casting: What is for Bruce Wayne and uh, slash Batman after Michael Keaton dropped out? Uh, Johnny Depp, Ethan Hawke, who was rumored to have turned it down, Daniel Day Lewis, William Baldwin, and he who shall not be named himself, Ralph Fiennes, uh, who played Lord. Well, he sh- who shall not be named in the Harry Potter movies. Lord V. Yep. Not Any Vader. of them stand out as potential upgrades over Val Kilmer? If I had to choose one out of all of them, yeah. I would choose um, Ethan Hawke is who I would want. Which he was rumored to be the, the next pick, and he mm-hmm. turned it down. So, um, This is before I really got familiar with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a good 10 years before I got familiar with him because sure. I, I didn't really become super familiar with him until... Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. um, or the Caribbean, depending on who you ask. Yes, but um, I'd like to see his take on it. I mean, it would be a very different mm-hmm. take, but I think it'd be interesting. But I, I like don't think it would be an upgrade over Val Kilmer necessarily. No, but it would be a different take. Well, I thought like that's your natural reaction, not just you, but me as well. Like you think Johnny Depp, and you're like, "Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean!" Like right. I don't want a drunk Batman wandering around the whole time. Like, You're the worst Batman I've ever heard. Bob, but you have heard of me. Yes. <laughs> then I had to or like, actually him doing his Batman voice. Oh, yes, but you have heard of me. Yes. <laughs> uh, and he's got that one little dread that's just hanging out of his Batgal. Uh, I don't know. For me, I think back to, I had to slow down and think about that today and think about like Public Enemy. Right. And that's a great movie. And he is a completely different character there. He's not a funny, you know, he has his little humorous moments because of the type of character he is. That's a great movie, and he's a much more serious, but also has it's a Bruce Wayne type feel, gotcha. where he can go in and do some crazier type things. But it's not the Pirates of the Caribbean Johnny Depp, so I could see him in there. Okay. Um, I just feel like for me, my initial thought same as you is Pirates of the Caribbean, so that's how I envision Batman exactly, just like with like just kind of wiggling his way around places. All right. So with that being said, where does Val Kilmer rank in your personal? Batman rankings. One other question. And this is live action theatrical versions only. Only thing I can think real quick, Johnny okay. Depp calling the Batmobile the Bat Pearl. Like where's my Bat Pearl at? Yes. Back to uh your question. Yes. My so, no no Kevin Con- Conroy. Um, that's literally my first thing. I yep. typed it and then I read it later live action. I, I had I've had to put that in because we, we talked about him already mm-hmm. when we did our Batman animated series episode last September. Yes. So this is live action theatrical versions only. I know because, you know, if you put theatrical versions, well, he did The Mask of Phantasm, yep. which was a th- I theatrical release. I thought I was loophole because you said no, earlier, no, no. remember, the animated has some theatrical release as well. I was like, oh, maybe I can say that. No, no, then. I put live Look, action, live though, action. live action. So um, so where does Val Kilmer rank? Are you um, going to do the full list? Let's do the full list, dude. Okay. He falls second from last. Second from, from last. So um, he's over George Clooney. 
He is. George okay. Clooney's dead last year. Um, so let me guess. Uh, he uh, Ben Affleck's third. Ben Affleck is third. Um, then you're gonna do Keaton second. No, you're doing Christian Bale second. I did a tie because I could not decide Bale because there's two different types of movies. Right. And with like I love Michael Keaton because he came out and surprised everybody because everybody thought you know is it Mr. Nanny or whatever it was that he was previously known for. Right. And then coming into this role, and then Mike just got loud again. That's great. That's Sounds cool. good. Yep. But uh. So to have that, um, but then same way as I got older and got back in, honestly, Christian Bale got me back into Batman. Seeing that, seeing that side of things and be like, well, you can have a serious superhero movie. Right. A much more, especially coming off of seeing Batman forever, knowing that one so well in your mind, you know, coming years later and seeing that, like, it's hard to, to just jump from the other. And same way we've talked about, it, it's not about this, but Ben Affleck, I just don't feel like got his... His, he never got a great just Batman movie. Right. He was always jammed in with and other Superman things and, and, that had Wonder to get Woman. so many things that, you know accomplished. Right. Now, I just don't feel like we ever saw a true great Batman movie or an opportunity from that. Okay. So I'll, I'll address that. Um, I have Christian Bale 1. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Keaton 2. Um, I mm-hmm. just, um, for their Batman slash Bruce, um, Bruce Wayne um, portrayals, mm-hmm. Um, I, I just enjoyed Christian Bill more. Mm. Um, Keaton was amazing. He was great. Um, I've got Kilmer third. I can see that. I've like, got honestly, Kilmer third. Can, um, and that. that might just be me putting on those nostalgia goggles again. But again, He didn't do a bad job. He didn't do a bad mm-hmm. job. I, I thought he was pretty good. Um, I'm only judging based on what I saw. Mm-hmm. I can't judge based on what I think he could have done. I think Ben Affleck could have done a great job. Sure. A fantastic. He could have cracked the top two maybe. Mm-hmm. But based on what I saw... You know, I know it was probably no fault of his own, but, you know, I, I can't create something that's not there. It's like, sure. when, you know, you see a, a student who, you know, turns in a shoddy final project. Mm. You know, you know he's got it in him to do something better, but you can't give him something that he didn't turn in. Sure. So uh, that's kind of where Athlete is, and I think we all agree that Clooney, you know, would have been better off staying on the ER. That's true. <laughs> so. Well, so, by the time that Clooney came around, I know we're not going to spend a bunch of time, you know, because it's not about that movie today. I hope we don't talk about that movie. No, ever. we got to wait two years. If I mean, we're and, do and, 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 and if we do, <laughs> we're just not. Yeah, we can talk about it, but it's not going to be great. I just feel um, like it's one of those things that because Chris O'Donnell stayed, he was still Robin. Yep. Everything else, as a kid, I'll be honest, I didn't notice. Yeah, Alfred. It was years later, that Alfred stayed too. The same yeah. Alfred, same same Commissioner Gordon, mm-hmm. Pat Hingle, Hingle. I feel like for me as a kid, I wasn't so much interested in Bruce Wayne as I was Batman. So I was right. more so like, what's happening? Where's the Batmobile? Look at all these bright colors. Look at, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, what's, you know, all these bright colored things everywhere. Like, See, whenever I, you know, when 97 came around, I was a little older at that time, 11 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I started asking questions like, okay, mm-hmm. so where's Nicole Kidman? I mean, not Nicole Kidman. Where's Dr. Mm-hmm. Chase, you know? Um, and, hey, you, Batman has kind of a grayish tint in his hair now. That, he's not that he's, old. He's got a, he's and, got a tan. And, and where and where's his glasses? And his face is a little rounder. And so I, I noticed those things just you know in two years. So, so you mentioned the glasses, and I forgot about. It, but I was listening to like I said the Kevin Smith one, and he was talking about it because they did a live watch along, mm-hmm. and he brought it up a couple of times of like there he is again, Bruce Wayne having to use his glasses to read something. <laughs> he's like. You know, how great is that? That you got a Batman that every once in a while he's got to stop and pick up his glasses to be able to see something. Like, yeah. He's like, no, you know, Batman doesn't need that or, you know, or whatever to fake it or whatever. But they were talking about how it was used to make him look smarter. He's like, because it was kind of around that ending time period where if you wanted to make somebody look smart, you gave them glasses. Yes. Like, they didn't have to act that out. You just gave them glasses and that made them smart. 
Um, so I cool. continue on with that. All right. What's your favorite scene? This is a cheesy scene or a dumb scene that doesn't, but as a child, it stood out for me forever. The laundry scene. <laughs> okay. It stuck with me that to this day, when I do laundry, I think about this movie where, you know, Chris O'Donnell's doing his laundry and he's like flipping around doing some crazy stuff. I think he had a bow staff, didn't he? Maybe I think. Yeah, or, the or mop. like a mop, a mop handle, mop handle. Yeah. It wasn't a bow staff. No, it was a, it was a mop. And he's just doing his laundry, you know, at Wayne Manor. And, you know, he's like grabbing his stuff and flinging it off and like drying, like hang drying his clothes and stuff. But he's like flicking everything everywhere. This happens with me. Like if I drop something on the floor, the same way if I, you know, got in a shower, my clothes are on the floor. I use my feet to throw it up to myself like all the time. Erica used to laugh at me and now she kind of does every once in a while. She'll at least try to pick it up with her toes. But it's like, oh, that's on the floor. I grab it with my toes, throw it up to my hand. Show you how good I am. Yeah, and I always think about that. Same way, like, when I'm washing clothes, if I'm trying to throw it in a dryer and it misses, then I'm just like that. And I, like, go slinging stuff around. Like, nothing crazy. But that scene for my entire life has stood out to me to be like, oh, man, I wonder if I could do that. And then now it's just a natural habit for me just to use my feet to try to throw my clothes to myself. All right. So, uh, for me, my favorite scene is the opening scene. It's the most it's memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever he's... Um, Visiting the uh, the second bank in Gotham on the second, you know, because mm-hmm. you know Two Face couldn't resist. Mm-hmm. You know, loves those twos. That's one of his defining characteristics is t- the number two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just the over the topness of him jumping into the bank vault and then it getting locked. And then the annoying bank manager who's in there. It's yes. boiling acid. <laughs> My shoes are melting, and it's like, okay, I'm waiting. This is like the one time I want the guy, like Batman, just yeah, to kick the guy into the acid, and like, you know what? Just see ya. Um, and just the over-the-topness of Tommy Lee Jones's um, Harvey Dent Two-Face um, was like on full display here, and it was, uh, but it just something about it just it, it, it sat really well with me. So that's my favorite scene for sure. Um, I guess an honorable mention would be um, the scene at the party when um, Bruce goes into the uh, the little the box mm-hmm. um, and it scans his brain or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he has to be Batman, so he loses his date. Um, you know, uh, who Dr. Chase is there, and then all of a sudden Bruce Wayne's gone and, yep. <laughs> and never came back. Nope. So, I mean, you know, I'm, I can see why you're attracted to him, uh, Dr. Meridian. Um, but um, he ends up b- battling, and uh, he goes out to the car, and he's like, you know, you know, need, need my suit, Alfred, and gets changed. Mm-hmm. And then five minutes later comes uh, Dick Grayson, like, you know, I'm ready for my uniform, and he gets his uniform yep. on. Um, so you know, there's something about that, you know, them teaming up, quote, for the first time and not really seeing on the same page, but Robin kind of saving him. And um, so I, that would be an honorable mention for me. So. For me, the other honorable mention is, you know, we've talked about forever about how I'm big Dick Grayson fan, especially in the comics and everything else. So something that stood out for me, and I don't know if it was in the animated series first or if it was something that was on this and it went back and forth, but him use, riding a motorcycle. Yes. Because uh, I remember, like, it's more prominent in the next movie, but the first part of this movie is riding a motorcycle. I remember I had the action figure who, like, had a motorcycle, and it was Dick Grayson. It wasn't Robin dressed up riding a motorcycle. It was Dick Grayson. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember that much from there, and I remember, like, as a kid, I had the Robin. I don't know if I had the motorcycle, but at least I had Robin that had a helmet. Right. Uh, like, from the animated series. And so I remember him having a motorcycle there. Like I said, next movie, he rides a motorcycle a lot more. Uh, but I remember that standing out to me because I remember riding around at my house on my bicycle pretending I was Robin, like driving my motorcycle, you know, at eight years old or right. whatever. So for me, that, you know, rewatching it now, that stands out to me as something that, you know, as a kid really stayed, you know, stayed strong with me because I went out and pretended those scenes all the time. Okay. Um, cool. How about you, Riddler, Two Face? How do they work as main villains? That was uh, that I was going to ask you that. That's you're stealing. I beat you you're to stealing it. my lines. I now. beat you to it. Oh my goodness. 
Um, I'm going to save some criticisms for my nitpicks. Okay. Um, in terms of villains, they they work really well as villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed watching them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I do not, you know, one of the things that this is not necessarily a nitpick of the movie, but just a nitpick. And I feel like this kind of created the um, like the Spider-Man three problem. Okay. Where um, you feel like you have to add in like multiple villains for your hero to fight. And this is like one of the first instances where you've, I know in the previous movie you had Catwoman and Penguin, but Catwoman was kind of an anti-hero, mm-hmm. not really a villain. I know. Um, but this was like one of the first instances where, okay, you got two faced, then you introduce another villain and now the odds are twice, you know, twice stacked against them. And, mm-hmm. and, um, I don't think their, I don't think their ideologies work that well together, you know, where two face was just, he wants to kill the Batman. Um, Riddler wants to make money and, sure. you know, become rich. And I don't think they, I don't think, I don't think they really saw eye to eye in terms of just like in term, like, I guess their focus on what they want to do. Two-Face didn't care about money. Mm-mm. You know, he, he wanted, you know, to take down Batman because Batman failed to save him whenever he got hit with the acid mm-hmm. um, and turned him from Billy Dee Williams to Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Um, Riddler didn't care anything about Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to get revenge on Bruce Wayne, who he didn't know was Batman. Yep. Um, at the beginning, he just wanted to make a lot of money and you know take over Gotham. So I, that's the thing that doesn't work. One of them works, but the two of them together did not work as well as mm-hmm. I, as you would think. So your your turn. For me, I see at least they part or put them together in ways that they had opposite things as far as their actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riddler was not so much a violent person. Like, sure, okay, I can say that, and he killed his boss, and he you know hurt other people, but. You've got Tommy Lou Jones, who's the more physical person, I should say, who's violent, jumping in constantly with his, like, glowing goons that show up all the time and just you know, take out people. Riddler was just on the crazy side of things, which technically he still had the brains where he had to, like, think things through and came up with all the plans, and then Tommy Lou Jones is the one that would come in and wreck them and do everything else. Um, so I feel like it worked, but I feel like, honestly, it was just the next step. You've already used Joker. You've already used Catwoman. You've already used Penguin. You know, animated series was already out, right? Came out. Yes, ninety two. Yeah, so that's already been out. So honestly, the biggest or biggest villains from there would be Two Face. You know, Penguin, or we already got Penguin, but Riddler. You know, you're looking at some of the main ones. And so, if you're making a major motion picture, you're going to try to get, especially at the time, to get these big heavy hitters. And so, right. it made sense so they would be next. I don't know if they needed both of them. I guess with the fact of adding in Robin and having a sidekick, that's why they put a second one as well. Or honestly, they could probably just make more money and sell more toys and sell more things. That's that's extra, that's you know, the people. big thing is th- this this movie and we'll, we'll talk a little more about this I guess in Netflix. But um, this movie was not necessarily made for critical value. No. It was made for commercial value, and with that becomes how many toys can we sell? Mm-hmm. And if you have an extra villain, you can sell another toy. Um, I, I do th- would lo- I would with the Robert. Pattinson Batman film coming out in 2021, 2022. Uh, Matt Reeves is the director, and the rumor is that the Riddler will be the the villain of this. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see where he's. It's just the Riddler, like he's the main villain. I want to see him using his intelligence to outsmart Batman. Um, you know, like we got him in this movie where he was over the top and you know kind of insane and crazy. Mm-hmm. 
But I want to see a, a different take of the Riddler. Um, the same way I'd like, you know, we saw Two Face in The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. where you know it wasn't you know, over the top campy; it was you know something completely different. Yeah, um, where he was just he was focused on revenge, you know, mm-hmm. avenging you know the death of his fiance, avenging what you know the death of his former life. He was a, truly a good man turned bad based on the circumstances. Um, with this movie here, Riddler and Two Face, I would like to have seen how they would have worked separately, as separate villains, um, and not shoehorned in together. Well, even like you're talking about the Dark Knight, it had Joker. It and had Joker Two-Face, and Two Face, but they but did they, it in a way that they weren't working. They weren't working together. No. They they had, you know, they in fact they were working against each other for most of the movie. Yeah. So when it turns, you actually are more involved and have more already there relationship built with these characters. Exactly. So, so I thought that's good. I did hear like there's a possibility. I heard a rumor at some point that that Penguin may be in that new movie, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was just all around who they were trying to possibly cast at the time. Right. But I've heard more about the Riddler, so I don't know. I hadn't checked into it in the past. I'd, little I'd while, like to see just a good take on the Riddler. I mean, did you ever watch Gotham? I watched a little bit. Um, it I gets had, better as it goes on. It did not hold up well the first few yeah. episodes I saw, but I heard that, you know they ended up introducing pretty much every major villain. They in did, that, and so. they did a great job with, it, especially by the end. I really liked it. I know. Um, um, spoiler alert for Gotham, which we gave the warning at the beginning sure, of anything but, Batman related, but just in case, I do know that the Riddler turns out to be like a um, forensics guy on the on, he, the, he is on the Gotham the Police yep. Department, and that's an interesting take to me. It is. He does a. That's the only reason I brought it up. Is honestly, he does a great job. Um, as Riddler, he ends up being one of the forefronters of the show, along with Penguin, uh, as well. As far as villains, there's lots of them, but honestly, the Riddler, that take on that character is really is done really well. So I feel like you could do, especially, I imagine with the world we live in now with the Batman, they're going to be more serious anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they can have some fun with it. You know, the guy's doing what he wants, but right. Uh, I would like to see more of a the smart side of the Riddler because Jim Carrey was crazy to be crazy and it worked because that's what you wanted out of Jim Carrey. That's what you wanted out of Jim Carrey, but uh, to see a more nuanced Mm -hmm. um, take on the Riddler would be interesting, especially like, and I think of like Christopher Nolan for this because he did Mm -hmm. Inception, you know, his, his Dark Knight trilogy was fantastic. Just a really involved, like, like a kind of like an escape room on film. Mm -hmm. Batman's got to figure out, you know, how how you know like these riddles are there in place, and he's he's got to figure it out. Like otherwise, you know, I don't yep. know what. But I just would like to see a, I guess a better take on that. So. What's well, not so much riddles, just to tease Bruce Wayne. Yeah, it's exactly. actually riddles that hold. Yeah, you know, there's more. There's more it. weight behind it. Yes, there's more weight. consequences behind it. Yeah. So. Uh, what are your nitpicks? Because I know there's there's got to be some. There's some I didn't write much down. Um, the obvious one I've mentioned already is technically Chris O'Donnell was 25 at the time. Yes. So Te- no need. Technically. Yes, I went back and found out like he was born in 1970. Uh, random little things. I like he's 50 now. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, honestly, I didn't try to pick it to apart too much just because I knew what it was, you know, and I knew going back to it already knowing it was gonna be cheesy. There are some random lines that don't make any sense to me, like where. Uh, Chase Meridian comes up and tries to like impress Batman being like, oh, I found out or I saw that Two-Face has a thing. He always lives by his coin or whatever. And it's like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't he see was that. Like, he was down at the bottom. Like She no, was she down was here. At the bottom. She, he was he way was up way, there. Like, did you watch the same cinema, cinema scenes? I did. Okay. <laughs> but they also talked about that on the Kevin Smith one, but I saw it on the Simpsons. Because same way, too, they talked about, um, what's his name? Uh, 
uh, Billy D. Williams, mm-hmm. how he didn't like, but whenever he breaks through the safe, the guy's like, it's a trap. And he's it's like, like, now I'm sad because now I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of Landon Calrissian played yes. by Billy D. Williams. Yes. Um, um, yeah. That was a big thing for me. Like, not big. It was random, but for me going back, it's hard to nitpick because I know all the other Batman movies that exist now. Mm-hmm. That's like, if I want more serious, yeah. either go Batman, Batman Returns and have the creepier side of things or go straight, you know, to the Nolan trilogy and right. have some seriousness stuff. How about you? Um, my nitpicks are simple when it comes to like logic mm-hmm. and to um, to just like follow the rules of like believability. I guess. Sure. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. and I know that that's saying a lot for a superhero film. But it's still um, cast in like a real type world, though. Yeah. So, like you mentioned, you know, like that. What you mentioned was a good example of, you know, I saw this the other night. You know, it's his coin. He, you know, never makes a decision without it, and you're in. You no, know, you're on, you're on the ground. You don't have supervision. No, I mean it's probably better than Val Kilmer, but because um, he needs glasses. Because he needs his glasses, but yeah. Um, mine is the Riddler's plan. Okay. Like okay, so like, and I think they mentioned this in the Cinema Sins video. I didn't too. watch all of. It. I had to get back, like um, some came up at work. But he finds Two Face using the box. Mm. Like he's like, this is how I found you. But that doesn't make any sense. You have mm-hmm. to like you actually have to hook up to you know to be able to read someone's thoughts in order to to like you know figure out where people are. So that didn't make any sense. And then it turns out like he got there and he hid the box like in Two Face's lair for dramatic effect. Like and then his plan to um like you know to, I guess to capture Batman or whatever. Like he has no idea that Batman's Bruce Wayne. Like That's true. at, at mm-hmm. this point in the movie, his you know his original plan was to like just outsell Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and you know to make Bruce, you know humiliate Bruce Wayne, but then it turns into a vendetta against Batman for some reason, and it just there was no sense in that. And then the final plan, um, you know like he's got Doctor Chase Meridian, and you got Robin in the one tomb. He's like your partner, you know the one that you fight crime with. It's like Batman didn't even know a half hour ago that he had a partner, no. like. He literally quit being Batman. He literally an hour quit ago. being Batman an hour ago, and then you know, like he, Robin shows up and it's like, oh, well, who's your tailor? And, and mm-hmm. I was like, I took the liberty, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Al. So, and uh, it's like, what's the R stand for? And it's it's Robin. And so Batman's just finding out, but yeah. but the Riddler had already figured out that hey, these guys are going to team up, and I'll just split them up. And that makes sense. And it's like, uh, well, so, it doesn't make sense, but it makes it, sense it doesn't make any sense. I mean, so th- those are my main nitpicks. Is as a kid, I mean, I noticed a little bit of that, sure. but you know, you don't really follow along with it. But it's like, mm-hmm. I don't need their plans to be super diabolical. I just need them to make sense. Well, I was thinking about it earlier too, because as I was writing my little synopsis or whatever, thinking about how he was going to figure out who Batman was, because if if Batman so happened to show up or whoever was Batman, and they did his brain, they'd figure out he's Batman, and it's like. How did you know he was going to show up in the first place? And I know that wasn't one of his major things. Like Two Face is more of the Batman guy, but just like that wouldn't have made any sense. Well, and here's like, the other thing: so the Riddler leaves these riddles at Bruce Wayne's house, right? Or you know, he leaves them at. Well, at least that's how he started. He leaves leaves one yeah. at his work, one at his house, and then you start finding them at these crime scenes. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, makes no sense because why would you leave these riddles at crime scenes for Batman? if you don't know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. That's true. So the first two were left at Bruce Wayne's house, and then the last you know, couple were left at crime scenes or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, he uses those to figure out that um, 
that the Riddler is Mr. E, M-R-E, mystery, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. E, Nigma, Edward Nigma, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I see the logic, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, again, Bruce Wayne, Batman, you know. That's true. Just, I get that. That doesn't make sense either. Um, so I'm just I'm looking for some believability in the logic department, mm. but again, as a kid, who cares? So that's true. Uh, do you have any questions about this movie that have been left unanswered? Yeah. I have one. It what? may be the one you mentioned one earlier. Is mm-hmm. it that one? I don't know where somebody is now. Yeah, like and I don't. What know happened to Doctor Chase Meridian? I like, don't know for sure because I didn't go back and watch Batman and Robin, so I don't know if it anywhere in there is mentioned like in a brief like throwaway sentence. They of, they may I but, I don't know, but I do know they mentioned also where's Catwoman? I know they did mention her. They did mention her. Like, do I need to wear vinyl? You know, skin tight vinyl and a whip, and mm-hmm. it's like, well. I mean that wouldn't hurt, but where is Catwoman? Yes. Where's Michelle Pfeiffer? I mean that makes sense because you she she doesn't get arrested, does she? No, no, like she gets away at the end. Yeah. So, um, just to say I love Batman and Robin, or no Batman, Batman Returns. Yeah. Like as a kid, that blew my mind. So, so yes, I would take any of those any time of the day. Cool. That was the only question I had. Those honestly, I couldn't come up with anything else because it's you kind of got a solution. I guess Two Face is dead. Because he fell. Oh, that's another nitpick of mine, by the way. Because Batman doesn't let people die. Batman murdered him <laughs> straight yeah. up. He didn't. No, he no. fell to his own. Death. No, no, no. He, he, threw flipped, he, flipped, he threw a coin, knowing what would happen. I don't know. Okay, he could have broke down. If right anything, there. that's manslaughter. I'm okay. just saying. So there's a gray area there. Mm. Um, where does this movie fall in your ranking of Batman films? See, originally I didn't include Batman versus Superman or Justice League. Okay. Should they be though? Okay. Well, I'm, I'm asking, what's your opinion? Should not, they be not included? Justice League, but I would include Batman v okay. Superman. Okay. Because Batman's in the title, I guess. <laughs> so are we doing the full like rundown again? Yeah, doing the one? full rundown. There's eight movies. First one, Dark Knight is the one I'm going to go to all the time to watch. If I'm just want to watch a Batman movie, that's if one it's I'm on go. TNT, I'm watching. Yeah, it's one of those. It's you know, it's a rewatchable movie for me, 100. percent Yeah, so. so I would put that first. Okay, my Dark Dark Knight's number one for me as well. From there, my initial thoughts like, oh, Batman Begins or whatever. But honestly, I think I go back to like '89 Batman, like the Keaton one. Okay, uh, it's all really rough in there because at some point. Batman Begins and like Batman Returns fight it out somewhere in there because it's two totally different stories for me. Right. Two different moods, like if I want to watch it. Um, so I'll throw them in there next, just kind of as a combo. Uh, the Dark Knight's Rises, honestly, I'm not like, a huge fan of. Like, I was more pumped for it than what it ended up being. And that's where we're going to end up differing, I think. So. Okay. I mean, I did not like it. I remember being really excited for this movie. I think it was hard for it to live up to the hype after yes. the Dark Knight. And I feel like for me, it, and it was this also is, a very long movie. This is the first time that I ever got into, as they're making a movie, constantly reading and looking for every single update online to find out more and more about this movie. So I feel like by the time I came in, I had really high hopes based off of things that didn't actually happen in the movie. Right. Uh, you saw it because I really had hopes that Robin would somehow end up in this movie. He kind of does throw away mm. not so much so what I was expecting mm. because I remember... More people of an Easter egg nod than an actual appearance. And I remember people yeah. sending pictures, like posting pictures online, like, look, here's this scene at the football field where they're, you know, they're using an R in the logo that's the Robin R. Like, is that a hint? And it turns out, no, it just happened to be like a little 
Easter egg just for you to know. That's where the internet kind of ruins things. I a stopped bit, not though. long after, like, because this and some of the Fast and Furious movies it ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like it, so I will definitely throw it up there. You know, right behind. That would be your number five, maybe. Probably, yeah, yeah. number five, yeah, somewhere in there. There's three movies left, and then. I will take this one, Batman Forever, next. Number six. And honestly, just because I really like Ben Affleck as Batman, I'll put Batman vs. Superman next, and then George, Seven, and yeah. then Batman and Robin last. Perfect. Because 100%. I don't know. All right, so uh, for me, Dark Knight, mm-hmm. number one. Dark Knight Rises, two. Batman Begins, three. Okay, th- those three films. That, that was my hard part. Like I, I like all of them. Those, They're all great. Those three films, to me, just stand above everything else. And I, I put Dark Knight Rises, two just because... Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch Batman Begins the first time. I actually saw it last. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and I had already kind of had my expectations kind of up there with Dark Knight mm-hmm. and then Dark Knight Rises. And Dark Knight Rises, you know, d- didn't meet the expectations of the Dark Knight. But um, it's still good. I like. Batman. But I really, I loved the main character. Um, I, I, you know, he creeped me out. Yes. Well, I loved his voice. I know a lot of people had trouble with like, do you feel in charge? Did you ever go back and watch? There's, it's on YouTube, and you can find it, but. As that movie was first coming out, or it was about to come out, they hadn't released it yet. They like um, before some certain movies in certain theaters, they played like the first scene where he's mm-hmm. in the plane yes. or whatever. Yeah, the whole first scene. And yeah. when they do that, his voice was different, much then. different. Yes. And honestly, it was creepier to me then. Yeah, it was. They went back. People complained that they couldn't understand him well, so they went back and edited it so you could understand him more. Honestly, though, that voice just scared. Like even as an adult watching that, it's like it got me like creeped out, but ready for whatever was about to happen. Yeah. So yeah, Bane was great. Um. Yeah. Sorry. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it, Mm -hmm. molded by it. I didn't see the light until I became a man, and then it was nothing. Mm -hmm. Um. So those three first. Here's where I'm gonna probably blow your mind a little bit. Okay. And I'm probably the only person who thinks this. Batman Forever Four. That's okay. Um. Just because. Again, this is the nostalgia goggles. Yep. This is not a um like a criticism of Batman 1989 or Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, What's, where do you, what do you enjoy? It's your I list. enjoyed this no. one, and the other two are good, and I enjoy them in a different way, but you know, I'd rather watch this one. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Um, so I put Batman 89 Returns after that at 5 and 6, Batman v Superman 7, and the only reason it's not in the 8 spot is because Batman and Robin was just the worst, 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 worst film. Uh, of all time. Well, I know we're not ever, doing... Ever, ever, ever. I know this isn't, ever. this isn't about Batman versus Superman. I know it's not at all. But there's the hope of glimpse that I have for Batman comes from that movie. Yes. The scene where you first see him, where like, you first see him where he's fighting people, but later on in the movie, where he's just beating the crap out of people like in a room, mm-hmm. that to me is like, that's Batman. Yes. That, I enjoyed that part of Batman. And so like yeah. for me, if I could see that in a full movie... That's what I always think. Now I can't, I, you know, I can't rate it based on what's not there. I get that, but seeing that little glimpse of that for me was like, this is the Batman that I want to see. All right, who so, won the movie? Uh, Jim Carrey for me, Riddler. <laughs> the toy companies. Oh, well, that's true. Um, McDonald's, yes, with their cups and mm-hmm. their toys. Um, Speak of the cups, yes. I was going to bring it up earlier, but I didn't. You know, for a lot of people, that merchandising me, won this. Advertisement won this movie I, to me. I dug right into that and bought all those things. Well, I guess I convinced my mom to buy them. But uh, the mugs that they would sell at McDonald's, like you had to spend an extra dollar or two or whatever to get the collectible like glass mugs that had the characters from this movie on it. I had them all. Mm-hmm. I went back because some of you, you know, that know me know that I collect coffee mugs. 
So whenever I started collecting, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, I've got to go find those mugs from my mom's house. I can't find them anywhere at my mom's house. I don't know if she got rid of them or if they're boxed away somewhere. I'm sure we've probably broken ours. But I had those mugs, too, and they were awesome. I'm still going to, like, I've looked them up multiple times, and I just haven't made the jump. But I'm going to buy them off of eBay someday, like, because they're not stupid price. No, they're like not. Like, 20-something bucks for all four or something. But Same. but for, you're, you're correct, like, because the toys, I mean, like I said, I had them. Like, I remember being at the perfect age, like, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? Batman. Yeah. Like. And then I would say Chris O'Donnell won this movie as well, just because he got to play his character again for a second movie. Well, that's true. Um, it kind of he was already kind of in the spotlight, but you know he's still got a pretty pretty great career even now on mm-hmm. uh, NCIS Los Angeles um, mm-hmm. as a TV character. But he did a lot of good TV work uh, after this as well. Um, Jim Carrey was already a superstar. Um, Tommy Lee Jones, you know, wasn't really affected much mm-hmm. by this. Um, Val Kilmer hasn't really done much of anything, you know, in the past 20 years, honestly, of note that I can think yeah. of. Um, he did make a appearance on the season finale, series finale of Psych, um, because they mentioned him a lot in that show, mm-hmm. and then he shows up. Anyway, that's a spoiler for Psych. I'm not going to ruin that. Um, so, I mean, but knowing all that, um, sure. you know, just looking at it, it's like the clear obvious winner here is all the companies that made a buttload of money off of kids who didn't really care how good this movie was. That's true. So. All right. Anything else you want to add? A favorite theory, rabbit hole you went down in your random section? I didn't have any rabbit holes or anything else, but um, I did just mention, I mentioned it before on the Fast and Furious episode, but there's a museum in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. It's called Hollywood Star Cars Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got, like, the Batman Returns Batmobiles in there, the 1966 Batman or Batmobiles in there. But the Batman Forever Batmobile is if you're standing outside looking at this building that's on the, like, honestly, to me, Gatlinburg is like Myrtle Beach of the Mountains. Like, mm-hmm. it's a big strip. If you're looking at it, the Batmobile from Batman Forever is hanging out the front of the building. Like, it's at the top, like it's giant window, and it's like halfway hanging out. I imagine this is either a replica or probably one that was just used as like a sit thing. It probably doesn't drive, probably, especially since it's hanging out the building. It's raining on the junk now. Right. Uh, it's it, When I first saw it when I was younger, it actually used to be inside the building. And you could walk up to it. And it was cool like, to see it glowing and everything else compared to other dark Batmobiles and stuff you've seen. Uh, but you see that. But then also there's a Batman section in there. They've got uh, Val Kilmer's suit from this movie's in there from the, the ending of the movie when he changes his suit up. That one's in there. Uh, a lot of the props and stuff were from there, like the Batman, the Robin costume from Batman and Robin's in there. Um, and then I think there's a Batman Returns or something costume. But then there's this big display case that has a bunch of the weapons and everything else used in this. There's also in another case, there's like a mannequin head mm-hmm. that was Tommy Lee Jones's face. Okay. But the second half of it is like the pink, like Two Face would be. That was shown as like I don't know if it was either the test, you know, that was used to show what this would look like. Or if it's actually like, you know, part of the skin stuff they put on his face. But it's like sealed right. off in a case right? Um, to see Two-Face and everything else. So that's pretty cool. for me, I totally recommend that place anytime you go. It's like, you know, kind of expensive to get in. It's not crazy, but right. there's a lot of cool stuff. And like saying the props and everything else that you can stand there and look right at and see that close. You mentioned um, this, this reminded, this is jumping back a section to the mm-hmm. who won the movie, but you mentioned mm-hmm. the Batmobile. Yeah. Um, this movie had the Batmobile, the Batwing or the Batplane. Mm-hmm. And the um, the bat boat, mm-hmm. which again, 
I think were just shoehorned. Those last two were shoe. The Batmobile was destroyed at the very end. I don't know why they didn't destroy the Bat boat and the Bat plane, but whatever. Um, but I felt like those were just shooting into again sell yep. toys. I had the Bat plane. Um, I had both the Bat plane, the Bat yeah. boat, and I had the Bat. Well, my Batmobile was the 1989 Batmobile. Yeah, you know, you don't mess with a classic. I fit my Red Power Ranger in there so many times. Yeah. So well, I think the cool <laughs> thing is those we didn't really note at all the Batmobile, but just how yeah it changed just as drastically as the movie did. Yes, like it did. compared to the previous two, where they used if not the identical one, the very similar ones, mm-hmm. versus this one goes to a much more animated-looking one. It's still a Batmobile. It's still, like, hardcore and crazy-looking, right. but it's more like Batman, like, symbols on it. It's glowing, like, shoots blue flames and junk. I don't know. It fit well for the movie as being a kid. Definitely. Um, did you have anything else? Um, this is something I wanted to add. Ashby mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, and I don't have it verbatim. I should have called Naster or sent her a text message or something. But um, she's not a fan of Batman. Um, do you remember why she's not a fan of Batman? I think that um, I think she said she wasn't really into superheroes anyway until she got into Marvel, right? Like, at least comics. So she I, wasn't, I so. think her, and Ashby, she will definitely correct us if we're wrong. So when you listen to this, Ashby, if I get this wrong, um, forgive me. But I'm probably going to take it down a different path. But I know she's. I think she said that she's not a fan because you know he's basically you know she doesn't even like Batman the character. It's yeah. not movies. Yeah, I mean, so Batman, are, you know, is a, a billionaire who just buys a bunch of stuff to beat up on. Um, the beat up on the, like the criminals mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I'm going to take it one step further, and this might even be the same path she goes down. It might be a completely different path. The argument could be made. Batman's actually a villain. I can see that. You know, like, it's not necessarily, you know, his place to go out there and do the police work. Now, um, you know, he's going out there and, you know, without any context, without anything, he's going out there and he's just beating up on random people. I mean, whether that's right or wrong, um, you know, is that his job? And um, so, I mean, that, that's just the random kind of hole I went down the day. I was like, is Batman truly a hero? You know, is he an anti-hero? I mean, where, where does he really rank? I know he's positioned as a hero, but we had this conversation a couple weeks ago with Captain mm-hmm. America. You know, everyone is good in the eyes of somebody. True. Everyone, you know, no matter how despicable or vile your intentions are, somebody is going to look to you and agree with you. So, you know, is Batman just a hero because that's how he's been framed in our minds? Um, well, for me, Batman is just as a character, if you're evaluating, is just as important as who, how is this Bruce Wayne. Right. Uh, because Batman is one of the characters that you see more often than not, compared to others anyway, where you see a lot of Bruce Wayne and you see a lot of Batman. Right. Uh, you know, Spider-Man, you saw a lot of him as Peter Parker some, but when you get into these newer movies, a lot of it you see is the character, they kind of morph into one versus Batman and Bruce Wayne are played to be very different type of people in most cases. And right. you saw it in like, you know, Christian Bale when he was pretending to be, you know, when he was just being Bruce Wayne, he was pretty much pretending to be Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. A lot of other people are superheroes pretending, like Peter Parker pretending to be Spider-Man as a character. Yeah. A lot of times I feel like it's Batman just pretending to be Bruce Wayne where he would go off and be a jerk so people wouldn't question him or whatever, you know, just think, oh, it's a rich jerk. Um, similar to how Tony Stark could be portrayed sometimes too. But I think something that stands out for me, and it may be similar for you, but the reason that I started loving Batman so much is the animated series. And the Bruce Wayne from the animated series is much different. Than that. He's rich, mm-hmm. but he's very involved in his community, very involved in making things better. Right. He's not the jerk playboy that you see in a lot of the movies where he's – portrayed to try to make sure there's you know nobody realizes who he is right um and so for me that's where i became a big batman fan is real like that's the bruce wayne 
that showed me he's a good person all around, and then he's just trying to do his best job to fight crime as well. But I can totally see the other, and I totally understand I'm not a person that'll say you're completely wrong and fight you to the death about Batman, but like I can see how you come up, you know, or she can or you can, whoever, come up with that side of things. Ashby will have to share her thoughts on Batman. We'll put Ashby on the couch. So that we'll have a therapy session yes, with her. Kyle? Yes. Yeah? Riddle me this. What sort of man has bats on the brain? Go ahead. You can say it. You're a genius. Yes, I am. So, with that in mind, let's share six of our favorite insights and observations from Batman Forever. You go first. I already mentioned the Batmobile, so I'll jump straight into that. Uh, Chris O'Donnell, as in the movie, he drives the Batmobile. He also took it around on the set mm-hmm. and crashed it. Nice. So, and he he stood very much off to. He didn't want all the stunt drivers driving all the time. He wanted to drive. He wanted to do that. He crashed it, and I want to say I heard it was like sixty thousand dollars worth of damage that he did to it whenever he wrecked it. Like, and he didn't probably do anything crazy, but it's a custom one-off car. Like, so when he hit something with the front end of it and tore it up. Um, but yeah, just a, a quick note. Um, he hit the curb, he went bad, and then although the real car actually shoots blue flames, isn't allowed to be driven on the road unless going for repairs. Over the years, Batman bills have sold for the insane amount of money, but whether it be Chris O'Donnell accident or movie mixed reception, Batman Forever surviving Batmobile only sold for $165,000 in an agreement with Warner Brothers. Uh, it says, no wonder Schumacher gave O'Donnell a motorbike for Batman and Robin. This is why I put an extra fight in for me. Did so. I steal that one? Uh, you did. It's okay, then. Sorry. Um, number two. Jim, Jim Carrey's Edward Nygma became famous for teasing Batman and the viewer with his own rhyming riddles that were highly intelligent inclusion in the otherwise lowbrow script. Sadly, neither Schumacher or Carrey can claim the brain power to come up with the Riddler's devilishly hard puzzles, but the movie had someone on hand who can't. As the crossword puzzle editor of the New York Times since 1993, Will Short certainly had the credentials to craft the Riddler's wordy conundrums. Also founding the World Puzzle Championship in 1992 and co-founding the World Puzzle Federation in 1999, Shorts was the perfect choice to have Batman, Alfred, and the fans scratching their heads in confusion. Shorts has starred in episodes of The Simpsons and How I Met Your Mother, but there's no denying that his biggest claim to pop culture fame is being known as Batman Forever's Puzzle Master. I had no clue about that. Yep. Number three. This one you've already mentioned, and I don't know if you put it in your story or not, but um, you briefly mentioned about Tommy Lee Jones just did not care for Jim Carrey. He did not. Uh, Jim Carrey did a um, an interview not too long ago. Was it uh, McDonald? What's his name? Ron? Uh, I can't remember his first name. Either way, he did an interview with him, and he said that I was a star, and that was a problem, Carrey guessed. He was a phenomenal actor, though, and I still love him. So the situation came to a head in the middle of production before the two had had their biggest scene together on the Joe Schumacher film when Carrie randomly popped into the same restaurant that Jones was having dinner. He said, the matri, the matri said, oh, I hear you're working with Tommy Lee Jones. He's over there in the corner having dinner. I went over and said, hey, Tommy, how are you doing? And the blood just drained from his face, Carrie said, and he got up shaking. He must have been in mid-kill me fantasy or something like that. <laughs> he went to hug me and said, I hate you. I really don't like you. And I said, what's the problem? And pulled up a chair, which probably wasn't smart. He said, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Nice. Um, I said, later on, he says, you know, it's likely came from Kerry, who had risen quickly to become a huge star behind the center of attention, no matter what room he entered. You know, and you got to think, too, Jim Carrey was big on Ace Ventura, you know, The Mask, same way we talked about him here. Like, he's a crazy, wild character type, you know, actor. 
So he steps in the room. He got all the attention. So if you're a star trying to be a star in a film, in any time that you're pretty much in mo- in almost all scenes with this guy, and he's constantly stealing the show. So yes. I can see where that could be an issue. Number four, with his neon-clad, rubber-nippled Gotham City, Schumacher's creation was a million miles away from the gothic Burtonverse. Schumacher gets a hard time for turning the once-beloved series into nothing more than a way for Warner Brothers to sell toys to kids. But it wasn't always supposed to be that way. Back when the studio was deciding where to go after Batman Returns, Joel Schumacher pitched his own equally Mm -hmm. dark take on Batman lore. The director reportedly wanted to tackle a gritty movie based on Frank Miller's acclaimed Batman Year One. However, Warner Brother wasn't interested in a prequel and wanted to move towards a more family-friendly franchise. Given Schumacher's tense movies like The Lost Boys and The Client, it isn't too hard to imagine what a grisly version of Batman Forever could have been like. Sadly, never came to be, and the rest, as they say, is history. Number five. Number five, Arkham Asylum. I says, while it can seem like Arkham Asylum has always been a part of the Batman mythos, it didn't actually show up in the comics until 1974's Batman number 258. Since then, the Asylum, best known for being completely unable to keep Batman's insane roads locked up for more than a week, has become one of the defining pieces of the Batman story. Uh, Arkham Asylum, a serious, a serious house of serious earth by Grant Morrison and David King, really brought the hospital for the criminally insane to life, but it wasn't until Batman Forever that we got to see it in live action. So this is the first time we ever saw... Arkham Asylum, actually, in the movies. Very nice. And number six? Number six. I compare you to a kiss from the rose on the grave. There used to be an art to using music videos as marketing tools Mm -hmm. for the biggest movies. And that was never done better than with the seal song Kiss from a Rose from the Batman Forever soundtrack. I mean, just look at the video. If you were around back in 1995, you still know just about every lyric to the song that earned seal three awards at the 1996 Grammys, including both record and and Song of the Year. The song and music video had something for everyone. Powerful lyrics for the music fans, and all those great Batman Forever clips for fans of the movie, and there was an unstoppable force, but Kiss from a Rose wasn't the only great song of the film soundtrack, which was produced by the Wu-Tang Clan's RZA. No, artists like U2, they released a single for the soundtrack, The Flaming Lips, Nick Cave, and even Sunny Day Real Estate were all featured in perhaps the most 1995 album of the year. I'm going to have to listen to I didn't listen to the album for this one. Yeah, I love the album. Let's jump into our social media shout-outs. I got a few um, that I'm going to try to find real quick. Uh, Ryan Bassesi mentioned the Tommy Lee Jones to Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. I Cannot Sanction Your Buffoonery story. Um, Ethan Brantley says, oh, yeah, now y'all are talking. Uh, Hunter Batten was obsessed with the Bill Elliott 94 car that had uh, kind of a Batman themed and the cups that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go over to another... I know Chris Rode had commented. Mm-hmm. He commented, I think, on the picture from Wednesday or yesterday. Okay, let's see if I can find it. I think. You think? A lot of people actually jumped on the one from yesterday. Possibly. Here we go. Yeah, 12 comments. Okay. Um, let's see. Michael Thompson said, this was a good movie with an all-star cast, but the thing I remember most about it were these cups from McDonald's. The cups yes. are, maybe the cups won the movie. They probably should have. Um, let's see. Kara Craven said, I watched this so much, I also always got a chuckle at Jim Carrey's little dance when he was experimenting on Fred. Mm-hmm. I watched that today, and I was like, wait a second. He actually did that. It wasn't choreographed. I imagine it's just a big yeah. burst of energy. But um, Ethan, said, don't, Ethan Brantley said, don't get me wrong, it's no competition for the best ever, but it was leaps and bounds better than the George Clooney one, and we couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Rode said, I really liked this movie also. Jim Carrey was a great Riddler. I also liked Val Kilmer as Batman, but this could all stem from nostalgia. I haven't seen it in a while. And then 
you had responded, and he said, I think that I have to do that with a lot of movies I enjoyed while growing up, and you're talking about the nostalgia mm-hmm. goggles here. Yep. I'm still hesitant to watch some movies from my childhood because I'm afraid they will disappoint me now. So um, those are our comments from Facebook. Um, I'll check the gram real quick. I don't remember quick. if we had on Instagram or not. While you're looking that up, there's one thing that always stands out about this movie in my childhood. As soon as you mentioned doing it, this is what I thought is a person that I think about. He actually married your brother, Josh Leggett. He didn't marry my brother. I thought he did. No, he was the official. You know, he's the guy who was the preacher or the reverend, but he, my brother married Chelsea. Well, that's not what I meant. I you meant need, like you he need was married. I mean, I don't want the, you know, I don't want to go without that Josh's oh, brother yeah. married my brother. I mean, he didn't. On. Okay, <laughs> to clarify, Josh Leggett did not marry Eric's brother. But I remember me and Josh Leggett were best friends at this point, and I remember going to his house and watching this movie, and Josh had the soundtrack. Right. Where he would literally sing Kiss from a Rose on a Grave nonstop. But more than that, he had a giant crush on Nicole Kidman to the point that he would almost talk as if it was his girlfriend, like he was going to marry her someday. Uh, that's the first time I remember anybody kind of obsessing over an actress, which led me on to the next movie, having a giant crush on Alicia Silverstone. So that's what I think about every time, though, is I remember sitting in Josh Leggett's living room Watching that and his dad born of, you know, would interrupt us. I'm like, Kyle, did I ever show you that video when we went to Washington, D.C. and toured it? And I said, yes, you did last time. Well, great, let's watch that again. So he would always turn it off to watch that. But that's what I think about Josh Leggett crushing hard on Nicole Kidman listening or singing Seal. Nice. So that's what I get out of this movie. I got a couple more comments. Jay Grimm said, great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Ridley Diddley said, the greatest cinematic achievement since Citizen Kane. That might be sarcasm. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell um, on Instagram. Greenheart31, which is Tim Hutchison, um, one of our researchers and great friends, said he got the four classic Batman movies on Blu-ray for Christmas. And he just recently watched Batman Forever. Probably my favorite one of those. I don't think I ever saw it when it first came out, but what strikes me about this movie is the casting. I think they found the perfect people for each role. Not sure why they didn't have Val Kilmer as Batman again after this. Um, so that, that'll take it all for the social media shots. We appreciate y'all joining in for that. Uh, any final thoughts before we jump into the end? We, we've done pretty well on time. Uh, Ashby's like, she has been wanting to make sure we've had the longest episodes every time every she's, time she's in, and she su- succeeded. We um, did not reach those heights today, but we've done pretty good mm-hmm. for a pretty long episode for a movie that is enjoyable. Honestly, I didn't expect it to go this I long. didn't think it was going to go this long either, honestly. So been fun to talk about, though. Absolutely. All right, friends. Big thank you to Ashby Brain, who will be back hopefully next week's episode. Um, Ricky Lyles, Tim Hutchison, we hope you enjoyed this discussion as much as we did, that you're as pumped for the rest of this journey into the vast world of pop culture. Next week, not next month, next week, yes, we will be covering our favorite comic book characters. Until next time, baby, I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the gray. Ooh, the more I get of you, the stranger it feels, yeah. Yeah. Now that your rose is in bloom, I light it to the gloom on the gray. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, and we will see you next week. What the what? Bye!